morning, Jesus came towards them walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, it's a ghost. But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage, I am here. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. (laughs) Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over to the side of the boat and walked on the water towards Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? There's a lot of things going on here. They thought he was a ghost. Because they thought he was a ghost, there was something that came in that moment that gave them peace, that gave Peter peace to know that was Jesus on the other side. Because he couldn't see nothing. It was too dark. It was at night. It was 3 o'clock in the morning out in the middle of the ocean. There's no light out there. But something inside of Peter gave him peace to know that what he was hearing, God's response and his nature and how he was talking to him, he knew without a doubt that's Jesus. The Lord's voice is the only voice that can come and pierce man's heart. That's the only thing that can change a man's heart is the Lord. Peter had a connection with Jesus and understood the Lord's heart towards him. Peter knew that when he heard that voice, that it came from a place of him understanding what that felt like in his heart. He had already gone through some things with the Lord already. He had relationship with the Lord. When he heard the voice, he said, if it's really you, respond to me. And then he took the response of what the Lord responded to him in and then understood that it was him. 1 Corinthians 2, 1 through 16, if we can go there. This is Paul now. See, these are different areas where God is speaking. See, because we try to figure out things with our mind, but our mind is not what needs to be figured out during this moment. It's our spirit to Holy Spirit that needs to be the communication. Your natural mind will never understand what the Spirit of God is saying. As much as you try, as much knowledge as you have, it will never, ever match. Now, you can take what the Spirit of God is saying and put it with the Word of God, and you'll find it in the Word because it will match up to the Word. But as far as your natural mindset and your flesh, it won't make sense what the Spirit is saying. This is Paul talking from his perspective. When I first came to you, dear brothers and sisters, I didn't use lofty words and impressive wisdom to tell you God's secret plan. For I decided that while I was with you, I would forget everything except Jesus Christ, the one who was crucified. I came to you in weakness, timid and trembling, and my message and my preaching were very plain. Rather than using clever, persuasive speeches, 
I relied only on the power of Holy Spirit. I did this so you trust not in human wisdom, but in the power of God. Why are we relying on human wisdom right now? When we have Holy Spirit who functions with wisdom out of the power of God. It continues to say, yet when I am among mature believers, I do speak with words of wisdom, but not the kind of wisdom that belongs to this world or to the rulers of this world who are soon forgotten. No, the wisdom we speak of is the mystery of God. His plan that was previously hidden, even though he made it for our ultimate glory before the world began. Before the world began. But the rulers of this world have not understood it. If they had, they would have not crucified our glorious Lord. That is what the scriptures mean when they say, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. But it, is what, it, it was to us that God revealed these things by his spirit. For his spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. No one can know a man's thoughts except that person's own spirit. And no one can know God's thoughts except for God's own spirit. And we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit, so we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us. And when we tell you these things, we do not use words that come from human wisdom. Instead, we we, get, we speak words given to us by the Spirit, using the Spirit's words to explain spiritual truths. But people who aren't spiritual can't receive these truths from God's Spirit. It all sounds foolish to them, and they can't understand it. For only those who are spiritual can understand what the Spirit means. Those who are spiritual can alleviate, alleviate all things, but they themselves cannot be alleviated by others. For who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to teach him? But we understand these things, for we have the mind of Christ. It's the spirit to spirit where we get our revelation from cannot understand the spirit of God because they're trying to find logic in a natural mindset but the spirit of God holy spirit that was left for us by Jesus Christ comes in and gives us strategy and gives us way around the things of this world it does not stop with whatever we're hearing with whatever we're seeing in this world he has Everything in the palm of his hand. Everything is in his hands. Remember when you were a kid, he's got the whole world in his hands? We sing, but we don't understand how powerful it is. Think about that. We are not on man's 
purpose and his thinking. We are on the Holy Spirit that roamed the earth before we even were created. Holy Spirit was there roaming and hovering over the earth before even we were created, before man even came to the earth. How powerful is that? And then Jesus Christ says, I leave you Holy Spirit to instruct you, to lead you, to show you things. But yet our flesh keeps interfering in what the Spirit is trying to do. John 16, 12 through 15, if we can turn there. There is so much more I want to tell you, but you can't bear it now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but he will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. All that belongs to the father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. (laughs) You know, the Lord, he's preparing all of us in different stages right now to carry his weightiness. He's preparing us that when he speaks to us and we reply, even in our yes, it's a faith thing. If God would have told me to move to Ohio in the beginning of my ministry, I wouldn't have said yes. I know I wouldn't have because I wasn't mature enough in the things of the Lord, and I wasn't in tuned as well as I've grown over the years in hearing the Spirit. There's things that we we look back and we think in our mind, well, we should be having this experiences. Oh, we should be here. But God has a different time. He has a different way of doing things. There's there's a weightiness that God begins to put on us in our yeses to him. Sometimes that weightiness, we wouldn't be able to carry the weightiness of his presence if he would have told us at a different part of our lives. What he's trying to speak to you in this moment and what he's trying, your yes is going to be moved out of a gift of faith. Why? Because you're moving in faith to tell him, yes, there is talking about it in the worship this morning. God, we say yes to you. Well, what does that look like? You're going to say yes to him out of faith because out of faith you're going to move, not knowing what it's going to look like, but trusting in him that he's got it all worked out for you. And there's certain times for things when he begins to speak to you on your yes. It's not our time. It's his time. You know, it's funny because somebody said earlier, I'm not too sure who said it, but oh, it was Pastor Jeff. He said about moving from one uh, area of the room to the other, remember? You know, sometimes God begins to talk to us like that to see if we're going to be obedient to do it. He's going to come in the small things. When he came to me in the beginning, he was like, will you move from there to there? And I had a hard time with it. So can you imagine he were to come to me during that time when I had a 
hard time moving from there to there. Can you imagine it, him coming to say, I need you to move to Ohio during that moment? I would have said no. I was not prepared in my spirit. I wouldn't be able to hold on the weightiness that comes with the yes. So this morning they talk about moving from there. to That's the one thing God began to speak to me in. Will you be obedient to me and say yes to me to move from there to there? Something so simple. And even then that, I had a hard time. God, I'm going to look so dumb. People are watching me. They're looking at me to move from there to there. Why? I'm in the same room. This is one big altar. Why from there to there? He's like, because I'm teaching you to listen to my voice. I'm teaching you to begin to respond to my voice of application in your life that when you hear his voice, you're just going to begin to do it. Then the next time he came and he asked me to move from there to there, I just did it. I didn't try to argue with him anymore and say, why, God? I just went and I did it because he was teaching me and maturing me how to listen and respond to his voice. Some of you, he's doing that with you right now. He's wanting you to respond to his voice in a yes. Because he's already brought you from one place to the other. He's already taught you some things. But his voice never stops speaking because we need to be led by it. But it's our response that matters. Are we going to listen to the Holy Spirit are we going to allow our flesh to continue to rise up from us to stop us from responding to the Holy Spirit that leads us to all things? Second Peter 1.3. You guys can please turn there. By his divine power... God has given us everything we need for a living for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. Have you come to know him? Because just when you think you've come to know him, he's going to surprise you and teach you another side of him. You never come to a point of, uh, of arrival of hearing his voice. Because just when you think you understand God, you don't. There's a divine power that comes with the shifting of his voice with your spirit. When you think you it's no longer him functioning through it's no longer him functioning through you it's your own will and your own power in the to-do moment instead of his holy spirit falling on you in your spirit and, mo and moving you in the divine power that he wants you to move in that leaves the room because it grieves holy spirit when you're not taking heed to the voice of the lord why did god give us everything if all we were to do to be in faith until he returned, I know some of you are going to have a problem with this. Everything would not have its purpose here on the earth. It would not have its purpose. It would not do the very thing that he was on the cross for. 
him equipping us, him training us, him showing us how his Holy Spirit works, that we would be kings and priests and begin to take hold of the very thing he died for for us, that we would begin to function out of that. He did not do it in vain. He did it not so we could just be in faith and wait around. I'm just waiting on Jesus to come. Maybe he'll come today or tomorrow. No man knows when he's going to come. But let me just wait on him to come because that's all he died for. He just died on the cross and went through the beatings just so that we can just go ahead and pass by another day. Oh, I made it another day. Thank you, Jesus. I made it another day. And I lived another day. But there's more to his purpose and his destiny over your life than just making it another day. I barely made it. I barely survived yesterday and the day before. And then you come to him and you're like, God, it's so boring my walk with you. Why is it boring? It's boring because you're not taking heed to his voice. Because when you take heed to his voice, he picks you up and he, he, he shakes you. And he begins to move you in ways you've never been moved before. And guess what? Le- letting him lead you is no longer boring anymore. Being in the body of Christ is no longer boring anymore. And some of you are like, well, I listen to God's voice. I hear God. Let me tell you, if half the church were listening to the voice of God, there would be a revival that would break out and the movement of God would happen. Don't call me and tell me how you hear God, but the power of God is not moving through you. People are not being healed. Miracles are not breaking out. Don't come to me with your little sweet speeches of how God speaks to you. Until you move in the power, don't come to me with that mess. When I see you begin to bring breakthrough over people's lives because of his divine power, when you give the honor and glory to him and not receive it for yourself so man can see your face and see your name as a title on something, then that's the real divine power of God. I did this. I did that. I I ushered this. Well, who cares what you did? Because all that matters is what he's done. What did he do on the cross for you and me? You think what you did supersedes what he's done? You've lost your mind. Let me tell you something. Don't be stealing the glory of God any longer. That's a word of the Lord right there. Don't steal the word of God anymore for your own glory. Let the Lord get his glory. We are nobody. He is almighty. That's the fear of the Lord right there. I'm telling you right now. Things are going to start shutting down real quick. And man thinks they have the power over things. Oh, we're going to take away this and we're going to take away that. Well, let me tell you who we serve. Because things are going to be gonna get in, start getting shut down in your world. And when things start getting rattled and shut down in your world, then we're going to see who's the almighty one. I don't care how much wisdom or how much schooling you have or universities or certificates or all this mess. God's going to begin to break in and shut things down. And they're not going to like it when God comes in. Oh, she taught You know, everybody on uh, Facebook has been talking about this whole Jezebel thing. Can we turn to 1 Kings 19? 
9 through 18. Elijah's response was all from his flesh. When Jezebel was chasing him, it came from a place of flesh, of fear. And he ran. And the Lord come to him in his running and his fear. And he speaks to Elijah. Let's read about this because this is an important moment for now time. First Kings 19, 9 through 18. The Lord speaks to Elijah, but the Lord said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? Elijah responded, I have zealously served the Lord God Almighty, but the people of Israel have broken their covenant with you, torn down your altars, and killed every one of your prophets. I'm the only one left, and now they're trying to kill me too. That sounds like somebody who's afraid, right? He's desperate and afraid. Some of us in this nation are desperate and afraid right now. This is what God speaks to him. Go out and stand before me on the mountain. Just that part right there. Stand before me on the mountain. That means you're not in the valley. That means you're up higher than the scheme of the enemy. Go up higher, Elijah. Meet me at the, at the mountaintop. The Lord told him, and, and Elijah stood there. The Lord passed by. And the mighty windstorm hit the mountain. It was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. See, you know, I, I'm reading this even now. And, you know, people think it's God that does these things in the world. And it's not even him. <laughs> And after the earthquake, there was a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, there was a sound. A sound of a gentle whisper. And when Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face with his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And a voice said, what are you doing here, Elijah? He replied again, I have zealously served the Lord God Almighty, but the people of Israel have broken their covenant with you, torn down their altars, killed every one of your prophets. I'm, I, I am the only one left, and now they're trying to kill me too. And the Lord told him, go back the same way you came to tr and travel to the wilderness of Damascus. And when you arrive there, anoint Hazel, I don't know if I said that right, but I, I'm going to say it the way I think, to be king of Aram. Then anoint Jehu, grandson of Nashi, to be the king of Israel. And anoint Elijah, son of Shabhat, from the town of Abel-Meholith, to replace you as my prophet. Anyone who escapes from Hazel will be killed by Jehu. And those who escape Jehu will be killed by Elisha. Yet I will preserve 7,000 others in Israel who have never bowed down to Baal or kissed him. 
We are not going to bow down to these things. We are not going to bow down to man, to the evil, to the devil, trying to come and make us believe lies and deception. We will not kiss him, agree with it during this time. He came in the small voice, a still small voice to Elijah. He's coming again this way. And if we don't get quiet enough, we're going to miss his voice. If we keep trying to think we know it all and we have answers to everything, we will miss the still small voice when he speaks to us. Sometimes you just have to be quiet in the presence of the Lord. Sometimes it's a time of just taking it in your spirit and not just in your natural ears and your natural eyes. Sometimes there's a a place of a still small voice inside of you in your spirit that needs to be fed. And you have to be quiet during those moments. We cannot look like the world of chaos right now. And neither can the house of God. The house of God will not be in chaos. It will have order and it will allow the Holy Spirit to come in here and move and speak as it's supposed to. Because his voice matters. Mark 4.19, if we can turn there, please. There's a lot of things I could say right now, but I know it would come from my flesh, so let me just pull back. (laughs) This whole, (laughs) he's not in the fire. He's not. (laughs) Mark 4.19. And the cares of the world, the deceitful of riches, and the desires for other things entering chokes the word, and it becomes unfruitful. You know what the cares of the world means? It means a divided mind. Cares of the world. Why are we carrying the cares of the world? Does it mean that we don't pray and intercede and do it? That's not what I'm talking about. Why do we feel that we need to carry it as a burden on us, the cares of the world, when it means a divided mind? That means you're not pulling on Holy Spirit to lead you in the truth of what God is speaking. Luke 8.18. You guys can please turn there. Therefore, take heed to how you hear. For whoever has, to him more will be given. And whoever does not have, even what he seems to have, will be taken from him. This is the side of pride we're talking about. I hear God. God speaks to me. I have the answers to everything. No. He will give you more in humility. If you humble yourself to give him honor and glory in everything you're hearing and you're seeing in revelation and you give it back to him, he will do more with it. It's not for us. 
Luke 8, 16. No one lights a lamp and then covers it with a bowl or hides it under a bed. A lamp is placed on a stand where its light can be seen by all who enter the house, for all that is secret will eventually be brought into the open, and everything that is concealed will be brought to light and made known to all. So pay attention to how you hear. To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given. But for those who are not listening, even what they think they understand will be taken away from them. That's the whole entire thing. Because the Lord wants us to understand that even when we think we've heard everything, there's still more to hear. There's still more. We were, we were singing that this morning. God, give me more. Give me more. We're asking for more. I spent years, even till today, asking for the more. Because there's no limit in what God's spirit wants to talk to us about and his voice speaking to us. His voice matters over and above all things. Revelation 1.8. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and is to come, the Almighty. He's the Almighty One. He's the beginning and the end. He's got it all taken care of. Each one of our paths, each one of our callings, each one of our destiny and our purposes, he's got it in his hand. He's trying to direct you in that with his voice to lead you to things that are going to be blessings and increase to you and not be the opposite. So if you're feeling defeated, that's not the Lord. He's awakening your spirit in areas, not so that way you can be in a, in a struggle with your flesh. He's giving you more and more of increase of what you're feeling and seeing in your spirit so that way you won't be confused and lost and dismayed. It's to get you to a point in your life where you're no longer strong. You know, when, when it comes to the things of the Lord, have you ever been uh, in that area where you're like, God, I need to hear you, hear you today? If I don't hear you today, I don't know what I'm going to do. Have you ever been to that, those desperate times in your life? where you're just like, God, I need a word from you, and if I don't get a word, then I'm just going to do whatever I need to do. But yet we're not supposed to move unless he tells us to move. There's a song that I listen to, and it says that over and over again, and that's the reason why I listen to him, because my flesh will get me to move when I'm not supposed to move. My flesh will get me to make decisions when it's not meant to be made. So I say, God, I only move when you move. See, what happens is when we come to those desperate times with the Lord and we ask to hear his voice, we're doing everything we can. We're speaking in tongues. We're asking and begging. We're saying, please, Lord, come. I need to hear your voice, God. I need it right now, God. And the moment that you stop striving to make the voice of God come speak to you is the moment God speaks to you. The voice doesn't come because you're commanding something to happen. It comes with the flow of Holy Spirit. And just like Holy Spirit hovered the earth, Holy Spirit is trying to hover over you in your own life. And Holy Spirit is sitting there waiting for you 
to begin to communicate with Holy Spirit, but not because you're desperate or because you need something now. Because what did they say earlier? Are you willing to wait on the Lord? Are you willing to wait for him? I'd rather wait for him than get myself into some things and get off his will. Because I'll end up in a place where I don't need to be. I'll be listening to voices that are not the Holy Spirit, and I think it is, and it's not. And deception comes in. I'd rather wait on him. But he comes in that moment where you're in his peace and you're in his rest with him, that he comes and speaks to you. Sometimes he'll come and speak to you when you're doing random stuff. You're not even at your face praying. Sometimes he'll speak to you when you're asleep. Why? Because the mind shuts down. And it's no longer you trying to strive to do something. He'll come give you a dream. He'll come to speak to you when you're sleeping at night. Because it's, it's the flow of Holy Spirit that brings things to you. It's not something that's forced. James 1.19. Listening and doing. Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. You must be all quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Why does he tell us that? He tells us that because he knows his children. He knows that we're going to have something quick to rebut when he asks us to do something. So he tells us in his word, be slow to speak. Listen, listen to my voice. Listen to my Holy Spirit speaking to you. Don't get angry about it. Don't get angry because, because, because you're having a hard time. Sit before me. Call on my name. I'll come and speak to you. But sometimes there's a weighty process in it. You have to wait on the Lord to speak to you. Who's going to be willing to listen? We cannot just speak from our flesh any longer. We have to speak what the Spirit of God is saying. His voice matters, and only his voice if there are other voices trying to speak to you and you come to the Lord, you're going to feel more anxiety and more stress and more worry because you're trying to make things happen in your own power when God has the answer to your problem already. Let's just stand this morning. God, we thank you, Lord, for you speaking so loudly during this season, Lord. You have not left us as we sang about that this morning. You've not forgotten about us, God. We're on the top of your list this morning, God. <laughs> You're on the top of the Lord's list this morning. His thoughts toward you are good every day. There's no evil thought against you. There's no evil thought against you from the Father.
If you don't think evil thoughts about your own kids, why would he with you? Some of you are getting some breakthrough in that this morning. There's no evil thought against you from the Father of heaven. Even when you mess up and you make a mistake, his thoughts do not turn to evil. His thoughts are pure and whole and sweetness. God, I pray this morning that your voice through Holy Spirit would be louder inside of us than any voice around us, God. Than any voice we're hearing on the media, than any voice that we're hearing through the radio, through any voice that we're hearing anywhere else, God, that your voice would be louder than any other voice, God. That all we can hear is you, Lord. In every situation in our lives, that all we hear is you, God. God, I pray that you open the ears to hear today, God. You know, I'm saying this out of faith right now, but if you've been having problems with your ears and you need healing in your ears, I was going to do it earlier, but the Lord said, no, it's not the time. So now's the time. So you come up and get healing for your ears right now. If you've been suffering with your ears, you need to come up for the healing and God's going to touch you and God's going to heal you. The devil's been messing with the ears lately because the robot even making you feel sick in your ears sometimes because he's trying to mess with the very voice that God's trying to speak to you in to cause you to think something that's not even real. But his voice is going to be heard this morning. Can I get our prayer team to come up here, please? Can you guys just stand behind those that came up? God, I pray, Lord, every attack of the enemy, it has to be broken today, God. I pray that the distraction that is coming through the ears right now be broken and gone and we speak healing to every ear that has come up for healing right now and we speak healing over every ear right now that they would hear clearly every part would be healed right now in the name of Jesus Put your hands on their ears right now. Just begin to put your hands on their ears. Speak it over them. See, God doesn't want us to be sick. He doesn't want us to have to deal with distractions anymore. He's bringing in breakthrough this and he's healing things and he's getting rid of things that he didn't put there. We have people in here that have been dealing with anxiety. I'm going to ask you to come up 
and not come up for anything else but for God to begin to take away the anxiety so you can begin to hear his voice greater than your anxiety. So you can begin to hear his voice greater than the distraction. He's removing distractions this morning is what he's doing. So anxiety is a distraction. Sickness is a distraction because when you're sick, you can't really focus because you're so in tune with the sickness and the um, effect on your body. God's going to bring breakthrough this morning in those areas. He doesn't want you to have it anymore. <laughs>